Welcome to the Transform Sales Podcast, where forward-thinking business leaders come to share their experiences and ideas, learn from each other, and amplify their results together. Vikas, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Eddie. How are you? Doing great as well. Vikas, looking forward to, to have this conversation with you, learn a little bit more about Only B2B and help our audience identify when they should be looking for your services. So Vikas, let me start with the first question. Uh, how about you introduce yourself and tell us how you got into the sales industry and mm -hmm. a little bit of your background, please. Right. First of all, uh, thank you for having me, Eddie. Uh, it's really a pleasure. Uh, we have been planning this for a long time now. Uh, finally, we are recording this session. Yes. <laughs> um, so um, a bit about my experience. So I started working back in 2006. Uh, my first job was sales where, you know, uh, it was door to door selling of a product called Save a Gas. Okay. Uh, something to do with saving the gas, right? I worked for a brief period there. Uh, but after that, I have worked with uh, international call centers, again, mainly in the sales uh, uh, department. Area. However, things changed in... Yeah. You're no, please something? continue. No, please yeah. continue. Uh, however, things changed in um, 2014 may, when me and my partner, we decided to start only B2B. And it's been nine years. We are running only B2B now. Okay. Nine years in the market. Excellent. Yeah, um, as a company. Uh, overall, I carry 17 years of experience, mainly in sales. Perfect. Now, throughout these nine years, you've had plenty of customers. Mm. And probably you have evolved your agency to service uh, different target audiences at different times. So fast forward to today, post-pandemic times. Tell me about your best fit customers for only B2B. Well, uh, you know, uh, there, there are many lead generation companies, uh, actually, you know, uh, which fall under marketing uh, services. Uh, what uh, sets us apart from other lead generation companies is that we are very focused in IT uh, industry. So okay. all our clients are IT companies. Now this can be product as well as services uh, companies. Uh, to give you an example of, you know, uh, companies like uh, someone who offers CRM, ERP, cybersecurity, cloud as a service, backup as a service, this kind of companies or someone who is into IT service and consulting. Okay. Now, if we were to double click a little bit more, because IT can be a very big sector, information and right. technology. Let's say we talk about one of your success stories with a service that you offer. Help mm -hmm. me understand who, uh, what is the service that you would offer to your ideal customers and um, who is the target audience that you reach with that service? Right. So um, I can tell you about a client uh, with whom, you know, we were discussing their success story um, just last month. Uh, so it's still fresh in my mind. Okay. So this client, uh, they engaged with us in the month of October in 2022. Uh, they fall under IT service and consulting as an industry. So what they basically do is they provide, uh, they offer uh, developers, uh, remote developers for their clients, uh, you know, who can work from India. And it's yep. a pretty big company. They are more than 400 employees. So when we had the first meeting with the CEO of the company, he said that our goal is to reach $25 million in revenue. And currently it's over a year. We have hired 10 SDRs, but they are not giving us the result that we want in terms of, you know, the number of meetings or meetings moving into next uh, uh, bucket. So they have an internal uh, team already doing sales, yes, but yes. the results were not there. The gears were not properly aligned and that's when they meet right. you. Okay. Right. Right. So he was very frustrated because he had to pay for these 10 people. Right. But 
was not happy with the results. So we said, yeah, okay, we can we can help you with that. And um, so uh, what they were expecting from us is giving them, you know, uh, good meetings uh, where um, new companies they can enter into new companies, introduce themselves. Uh, but their internal target was to uh, see how many meetings are getting into signing an NDA or the SOW, right? So from October 2022 to May 2023, in eight months, we delivered around 95 meetings to them. And out of this 95 meetings, 33 of them signed NDA or the SOW with the client. So they were really happy. It was like 35% conversion if you have to check that way. A third, yeah, no. almost a third converted into a closed deal. Okay. Right. And uh, they're really happy and they're still continuing. Um, now, you know, uh, we know that their goal is to reach 25 million. They are currently around 17, 18 uh, by end of 2025. Um, so the CEO is really happy now. He's, he thinks and he says that, you know, we are pretty sure that we will be able to reach that goal. And uh, they are asking up to double up the numbers. They're asking for 50, 60 meetings in a month now. Okay. <laughs> Now, to recap a little bit, um, 50 to 60 meetings per month, that's quite a number. So the company had an internal sales team. Uh, mm -hmm. They were just not succeeding at generating the appointments. Mm -hmm. So they, that's when you came in. You were hired to do uh, qualified uh, booking qualified appointments. appointments and yes. um, because of the appointments that you said, the team was internally able to convert one third of those meetings, meaning right. they just specialize in closing internally. You were the one building the pipeline for them. Um, can you give me some high level details as to the average deal value for those meetings that you were booking? So they do around, uh, uh, you know, around 15 to 20 K, uh, okay. average deal size. Uh, so it's average, right? It can be more, uh, for in some cases, it might be a little less on the lesser side. Yeah. And, uh, you were asking about the target audience. So this client's target audience is basically, they are going for uh, all industries in the, uh, us market. However, they are targeting only C-levels or decision makers, you know. Uh, so it was very difficult to reach out to C-levels because of the, you know, the SECI is not um, ensuring that, you know, cold calls are not answered or we don't cross them and reach the uh, reach the C-level guys. Uh, so it was difficult. It is currently challenging. Uh, but I think that is what the best part is, you know, about taking challenging products, uh, projects and then delivering on them. Um, now... There is another challenge that I see here, Vikas, that you had to overcome, which was even though you're targeting CEOs, a CEO in healthcare may behave or respond to messaging different than a CEO in healthcare or, or manufacturing. Mm -hmm. um, how do you handle that? Because you mentioned all industries. Is there a specific maybe niche where you were able to convert more? No. So if I look at the reports, we have uh, delivered almost on all industries, you know, the major industries. Uh, however, uh, some tech, uh, some industry that really worked for us is uh, a technology company in the U.S. Uh, uh, then you know healthcare, education. Um, they really uh, were happy speaking with what our client had to offer, and uh, uh, yeah, this were the industries where they really see uh, have seen good success. We were not targeting government or nonprofits for them because they're generally the decision making cycle is too longer there. And our client did not have that much patience to wait for a year, you know, to uh, sign those deals. Okay. And did you have like a sweet spot for the size of the companies, either by headcount or revenue? Yeah. So for this particular client, they were okay with anywhere between 5 million to 250 million uh, in revenue. 
Okay, and so we, large we enterprise that, deals. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and uh, they most of the leads that we delivered, I think they are under hundred million dollars, which they are pretty much happy with because these are the kind of companies who can make faster decisions and and uh, buy the solution that the client has to offer. That was the other thing that I was about to ask because these seem like not leaning into the enterprise deal is definitely not SMB uh, territory. So when you go into enterprise type of deals, they tend to have longer sales cycle, but you've been working with them a little bit less than a year, already building some strong pipelines. So it seems like there is some velocity in the sales cycle. Can you help me understand um, from the moment you set a meeting, what is the average time to close uh, those deals? So it's different for all the clients. Uh, when I talk about, uh, you know, here our engagement with them was to get as many SOWs and NDAs to be signed. So this generally happened uh, happens after two to three, uh, a second or third call. So first call we set up for them. Then they have a couple of follow-up calls where they bring in other stakeholders from the organization to discuss the pricing and the scope of work. Uh, once that is done, I think uh, some leads, they uh, with some meetings, they were able to sign the SOW within one month. But again, if the company is larger and the decision-making uh, team is bigger, then it should take anywhere between three to four months three to four months to close a deal from the moment you said the meeting um okay perfect now when you are delivering these services appointment setting for these target industries you mentioned manufacturing healthcare uh technology what sources how do you generate the leads what sources do you use so this is good right we we are very good at appointment generation uh but better better than that we are also a database company we have our own proprietary database of more than 42 million contacts in more than 100 countries. So we are able to leverage our own database. However, we don't you know, just stay there. Uh, some, some projects are difficult. We, we can't find much enough database in our own database. So that time uh, we look at LinkedIn or we work with some partners mm -hmm. who can help us with direct dials or you know, uh, good quality contacts. So you have to understand this correctly. You have your proprietary database that you've curated over the years, more than nine years you mentioned in the business, right. but also you complement with results and data that you gather from LinkedIn Sales Navigator, as well as tools that allow you to clean the phone numbers and clean the emails to make sure that at least the data is of high quality before you start your outbound efforts, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Wonderful. Now, And most of our SDRs, yeah. So most yeah, of our ahead, SDRs, you know, uh, experienced people. So we generally hire uh, experienced resources who has around three to five years of experience uh, doing mm -hmm. the same work. And these people are also really good at doing research. And most of them, they prefer doing their own research. So they will go through the LinkedIn profile. They will read about the prospect before making the call so that they can build that repo uh, and, you know, get those meetings. So uh, some people really, you know, get into doing their own research and building their own database for, for the campaigns they are assigned to. Perfect. So you get um, someone working with you should get that expertise both from the right. in-house leads that you have, curated system and databases that you can tap into, but as well the resources that you uh, allocate to your programs, they have experience in researching, cleaning databases, right. organizing their data before they start their outbound efforts, correct? Right, right, right. And Wonderful. this is an ongoing process. It's not just a one-time thing, right? It's still the end of the project. You have to continuously do this. Uh, so uh, we have a, a you know policy here that um, you don't cry about things not getting done or things not happening for you. 
we are going to help you as much as we can, like providing you with the database. But if you're not able to convert from the database, you don't cry. You figure out by doing your own research and get the results. Perfect. And all of this is part of what your team does because ultimately your customers are expecting the meetings. That's how you manage your team, what you're talking about uh, and the go-getter attitude that your team has. Right. If the tools is not providing the right, or not providing the right info, go ahead and figure it out. Use different tools, use the web um, and get out right. there and make the connection. Perfect. Right. So that's um, the part about the lead generation. You also mm -hmm. mentioned something around the execution. Can you help me understand what channels were you using, for instance, in this success story? Uh, were you able to book uh, 15 to 60 meetings? What appointment are you using? How many touches can someone expect? For appointment generation, we use only telemarketing uh, because if you see uh, LinkedIn and other uh, platforms, they are very expensive. And with email, we have not seen any great success in terms of booking meetings. So we really prefer the cold call approach. Uh, and that has really worked for us. And we'll continue to work on the same uh, method. Okay, perfect. Now, and when you touches, say, cold, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Touches, you know, it it really depends on the prospect. So sometimes you have to, uh, a SDR has to be in touch with a prospect for three to four months, just following up, following up, right? Before mm -hmm. they get that meeting. Sometimes they get it on the very first call, but very first call is always difficult. Generally, mm -hmm. a prospect would ask for some more information about the company. They would like to see something, you know, and then they agree if it makes sense to them to get on a call. To take the so, time. Yeah, that way, you know, you can say three to four touches are required to get that meeting. At least, if okay. not less. Yeah. Now, those would be three to four uh, phone calls, correct? Phone calls, only phone calls. Yeah. At some point, do you mix uh, email or LinkedIn maybe as a follow up after you make the phone calls? Uh, we do email. Yes. So we send out email. So when prospects ask for more information before booking the meeting, we send the information via email. But we don't connect with them on LinkedIn. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Now, and we don't want to use email as a tool where we are sending out bulk emails, you know, because uh, we are using our client's uh, domain or email address. So mm -hmm. we have to be very mindful that we don't block that domain by just sending out random emails to people Large who are not interested. Okay, wonderful. So you take care a careful approach when it comes to yeah. sending the email, first curating the data. Sending mm -hmm. an email sequence, maybe uh, mostly it's going to be phone first, but the, the email would be to follow up maybe if they need uh, further information rather than an outbound sequence through email. Is that correct? Right, right. Okay, right. perfect. That's how you can, uh, take care of the domains. Right. Now, the last question I have here would be what type of result can someone expect? What type of KPIs do you measure and how do you present those results? Is there a dashboard, a report, uh, a spreadsheet? How does that look like? Yeah. So generally, we present a weekly report to our clients through Excel sheet. And with every client, we have our weekly review call where we take them through the entire week's work. How many new meetings we have booked? How many meetings are there in the pipeline? How many prospects have accepted the calendar invite? How many have not accepted the calendar invite and what we are doing about it? And how many prospects we found not interested? What were the reasons they said not interested? Maybe, you know, the client can help us. Uh, there, then how many follow-ups we have. So when we present this report every week to our client, it gives a clear picture about what our SDRs have done throughout the entire week, how the project is progressing, and how many meetings they are expecting in the coming in the in the current week and the following week. 
Wow, wonderful. So there is not only visibility into what is actually happening as in the meetings being held, but also if there is no meetings being booked, what is the reason for that? And maybe there can be some conversation with your clients as to how to change that, align the strategy, create content in case it's something that the audience is asking for, the target audience. Is that correct? Right, right. Okay, wonderful. Now, We've discussed a little bit of some success stories, your target audiences, sequences, and reports that the audience can expect. Let's mm -hmm. say that someone is listening to only B2B right now, and mm -hmm. they are considering to hire you for their sales campaigns. What would mm -hmm. be some advice that you can give them if they want to increase the probabilities of achieving the results they want fast with only B2B? I think this is a very good question, Eddie. And uh, uh, whenever we... Uh, engage with any new client these are the things that i always tell them one is you know trust the process that we are talking about or how we how we do or what we do and have patience because generally you'll find clients coming to us and saying uh, i want results in one month if i don't get the results i'll be out i'll try something else and they very soon realize they have already spent one year doing nothing but just spending their hard earned money Right. So trusting the process is very important. They should trust the process and they should believe. Second is we ask our clients to get involved in the project. You can find people or marketers saying that, OK, I have outsourced the project to a vendor. Now, till the time I'm get, getting meetings, that's fine. Otherwise, I don't want to talk. Mm -hmm. we, we ask them to get involved in the weekly calls. We uh, phone them, we email them wherever we need help. And they are free to do the same with us but we want them to be involved to get a successful result. It almost right? it almost sounds like it should be the opposite approach rather than, hey, get me the meetings first before I give you some time. It's the opposite. Let me give right. you my time, work together, hold your hand. Let's, let's strengthen each other, align, execute right. the sequence and with your expertise, but with my knowledge about my market, my product and what I want to do with it. And once right. we start getting results, maybe then we can, uh, or I don't know, should you continue with a, as, as intense communication as before? Maybe you can relax a little bit, but at least now the meetings are happening and there are results yes. that you can then amplify. Is that correct? Because Absolutely. I agree. And that's why we have a three-month pilot with every client. So this three-month is basically where, you know, we are conversing with them as a human to human. We are getting to know each other's positives and negatives, likes and dislikes. We are getting to know each other's working methodologies. You know, this helps in building that relationship. And from there, if we both are working on the same page, we can really drive from there, you know. Uh, but yeah, if the client is not aligned, they don't want to get involved, they really can struggle to see the results. You know, they might be happy till the time they are getting meetings. One week, they don't get the desired number of meetings, they'll get pissed. Right. You're going to get stressed. <laughs> yes. Okay. And wonderful. Third, third and most important is share feedback. We ask our clients to share feedback on each and every meeting uh, that they take because feedback for us is more important to improve. If we don't hear from the clients, you know, now some clients are such that uh, they, they won't share feedback. They would say no feedback is a good feedback. But, you know, we, we, we think a little differently, uh, even if it's a bad feedback or a good feedback, just you have to say a one liner or maybe a two liner. You know, how was the call? Was it good? Do you need similar kind of meetings more mm -hmm. or do you need different types of meetings? Do you find more success with this industry or this kind of prospect or personas? 
if they tell us, we'll improve our work and they will get better results. Wonderful. And now hearing the three advices that you're sharing, they all seem to be connected, right? The first one, trust the process. The second one, be involved. And the third one, um, provide feedback, provide the feedback. Everything is connected in the sense of be involved. How, how are you going to build more trust in the process? If you see exactly what we're doing, if you provide us with the material that we want, and if you review, for instance, the communication, the scripts, I would imagine you build scripts for the Absolutely. phone outbound yes. before. Yes, yes. Perfect. So, so as uh, the, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we, we build the script and we ask our clients to get involved. Mm -hmm. We ask them, how would you, um, you know, um, uh, introduce your company? Whatever we have written, do you want to edit it? How would you close the call? What is the value proposition about your solution or your product? What do you want us to say? What kind of questions do you want us to ask? What do you want to hear from the prospect, right? So they review each and every script. And once they approve, only then we kick off the campaigns. Excellent. So if you're listening to this and getting 50 to 60 meetings per month is a number that you are looking to achieve, it does not sound like this is something that you hire and just let go and it's going to fix by itself. You Absolutely. definitely can hire an expert, get involved, together build a strategy, evaluate it, maybe even do some role plays, right? Um, mm -hmm. But ultimately, if you hold uh, a good conversation, good communication, good feedback loops during the ramp-up period with a company like only B2B, the results mm -hmm. are going to be there. Now, uh, just to wrap it up, how long would you say it typically gets you or takes you to get those results? Uh, how long is your ramp-up time? Because So as I told you before, three months is a pilot for each and every project. In the pilot project, we typically keep a target of five to 10 meetings a month, not more than that. Because, you know, as I told you, we are trying to understand each other's working methodology. The campaign is new for the SDRs. So they are also learning. They are also building their database. They're getting rejections. They're learning how to get over those rejections, right? So three months is the pilot. After three months, they can ask for 50 meetings. We can do that because still then we, can, we have gained that kind of confidence. Okay, there's a strategy now that you can, it's a little bit more predictable and scalable, repeatable, and therefore right. you can get more numbers, but at least three months to get to 10 to 15 appointments per month using right. mostly phone, a little bit of email yes. to follow up. Right, absolutely right, yes. Wonderful, Vikas, appreciate your time. Is there anything else you want to share with the audience? Oh, no, I think, um, you know, if your listeners are uh, sales folks, uh, they can definitely go to uh, visit only B2B's website, which is only-b2b.com. Uh, we are on LinkedIn. We are very active. We post about lead generation, appointment generation, and different methods and how we do it. Our process is very transparent. So if anyone has any questions regarding sales or lead generation, please feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn, and I'd be happy to chat or answer any questions that you might have. Excellent. You can also find only B2B in the Cloudtas Marketplace. Vikas, it's been a pleasure. Yes. See you on the next one, my friend. All right. Thank you so much, Eddie.